0: Maybe big data has gotten too big. Whether you're a B2B marketer or a consumer brand, your data needs to be viable, relevant, and accessible so that Starista can help you retain customers, acquire customers, and make it personal. Welcome to the Marketing Stir Podcast by Starista, probably the most entertaining marketing podcast you're going to put in your ear. I'm Vin, the producer here at Starista. The goal of this podcast is to chat with industry leaders and get their takes on the current challenges of the market. And we'll have a little fun along the way. In today's episode, while AJ is away, Vincent chats with Ian Helms, Director of Growth Marketing at Q Digital. He talks about how engaging and creating a relationship with marginalized communities is more authentic than using diversity as a PR act in building a foundation of trust. Vincent is excited to meet Marketing Star listeners at Adweek. Give it a listen.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Starissa's The Marketing Stir. I am your host, Vincent Petrofessa. With a little, you know, maybe a little more rasp in my voice today. You know, something's going on in the city here. I know people are not feeling well, but I'm here. I can't abandon my listeners. Speaking of abandoning, I'll get to my co-host in a, in a second. No, I'm kidding. He's really didn't abandon me. But ladies and gentlemen, it's so good to be back with you i am fresh off of a conference ad week just happened in new york city it was great so and guess what you listen to the podcast there are so many people who came up to me at ad week was like i love your podcast i love your podcast i was like yeah so many maybe like eight let's say eight people that's okay though that's a good amount yeah who came up to you yesterday listeners eight is good so We're happy to be back and we're happy that people are listening. So let's talk about, you know, first of all, Starista, who are we? If you're the first time listening to the marketing stare, we are a marketing podcast. We have fun. It's like if we met our guest at a bar at a conference, what are we talking about? That's the episode. That's what they're like. We try to make them like, but Starista, we're a marketing technology company. We own our own business to business data, our own business to consumer data, we help companies utilize that data to get new customers who can't use new customers, right? I need new customers. You do as well. I'm sure. So email me vincent at Starista.com. That is how confident I am. I just gave you my email address. You're only hearing from me. I know you might, my, my very brilliant minded co-host, Mr. AJ Gupta, our CEO is uh, can't make this episode. know i think he's making up for the time i missed 15 minutes on our season opener so that is why but no he will be back on the next one we wanted to keep this episode moving because we have an amazing guest coming up ladies and gentlemen because i want to talk to you about this guest this you know i again i say this not all the time but a lot of times where i'm like i feel like i knew this guy before right he reached out to us He's a listener. He is a listener like you're all doing right now. He's a listener and I always put it out there. I said, hey, if you'd like to be on the podcast, reach out to us. We normally don't have a problem finding guests. We never do. So, so I, please, we a compelling story, a great guest, reach out to us. You know, PR agencies do it all the time. We don't usually get those guests on. They better be really good if you're listening, PR agents. If you're really good, we will get you on. The podcast, but we hit it off. I felt like I'd known this person for a long time, and he's just fun. You'll get that when we talk to him, ladies and gentlemen. And I think AJ's so tired, he was just in New York City. And I got to tell you, and I'll only say this because he's not on the podcast because I can't compliment him. You know, uh, he certainly doesn't compliment me, but he did an amazing job. He hosted a panel at Adweek along with three other companies he rocked it he knocked it out of the park it was a sold out event and it was fantastic he did a great job so shout out to our ceo mr aj gupta but enough about him again only one compliment You're crazy i can't go on i want you to give a warm marketing stir welcome to the director of growth marketing at q digital my new friend ian helms what's going on ian
0: hey Vincent thank you so much for having me um I love what you said about having this conversation like we're at a bar that's honestly yeah basically what I did walked up to you at the bar and said hey I want (laughs) to be yeah yeah but via email right like but I I, want to be on the podcast Uh, hear me out um so I'm glad I'm glad uh I'm glad we met that way and uh I'm excited to be here
1: well yeah we're excited to have you Nat. and it's one of those things Ian where Again, it's like, I wish it was a real bar that, that, that we met that would, that would have been fun. And then also it's, you know, I love your story. You know, you have, uh, you also kind of, you know, it's like, oh, you know what? I want something I'm going to go after it. Hey, Q digital. I would love to work there. I think it'd be great. You know, just, or kind of just, you know, you love what they're doing, uh, your own voice, the way you, you know, you, you market to people. So uh, I love that drive about you. Let's get into Q Digital. T- tell us about Q Digital, your role within the organization as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm Ian Helms, as you had said. I'm the director of growth marketing at Q Digital. Q Digital is an LGBTQ owned media company with four different brands under our umbrella. Um, the first is Queerty, which is an entertainment site queued at the LGBTQ community. The second is LGBTQ Nation, which focuses on uh, queer and queer adjacent politics. We have Into, which um, which is geared at more intersectional and younger uh, younger audiences, and then we also have Gay Cities, which is a travel site for LGBTQ folks um, looking to travel the world and find safe spaces and places to to be. Um, where all of the, all of the Q Digital brands are on a shared mission to create a world where everyone is free to be themselves and live their life to the fullest, which is obviously a mission that you it's impossible not to get behind right um and and honestly part of my journey in finding this role and creating this role was um i having opportunities like this to speak um at conferences and in other places about marketing to the lgbtq community year-round and through that my my new boss the ceo and co-founder of q digital uh reached out to me and and one thing led to another through our conversations on Twitter, um, to, to, to me creating this role. And, um, you know, it's an exciting place to be where, a we're a certified LGBTQ business enterprise from the national LGBT chamber of commerce. We're a certified diverse supplier by the association of national advertisers. Um, it's, it's been awesome as a former employee of, a of agencies and other companies where I was one of few queer folks to be in a company of all queer folks um and and to be able to truly have a pulse on on the community to be a part of contributing to the community in a positive way that is um a part of my like actual day-to-day role and not something that um is sort of like an afterthought or a side project or like volunteer time on my side as well too so um my biggest goal in my role here is to um, as a media company, we have lots of peaks and valleys as we chase headlines or news topics. Um, I'm looking at increasing our baseline of traffic, increasing those valleys, and therefore the peaks in our traffic that we get. Um, and that's that's about that on that. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, no, I love it, and that's what I meant about you, Ian. It's like yeah, you know, it's like you you know, people found out about you on Twitter. You're 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 out there, and you're talking about um you know the community and and you know then you this role you get to like essentially create a role for for yourself and it's like something that you're very passionate about yeah and uh and i and we're going to get into that passion because you know uh, you and i are having some fun conversations about you know marketing to the lgbtq plus community and it's just like oh it's just one month everyone just seems to you know, throw the flag on things. We'll get we'll get into that in a moment. Right. Because it was like, uh, we were like, yeah, then what about the other ones? Like, what, what are you doing? But anyway, uh, before we get into that, you know, a staple question we always ask is, uh, a lot of, you know, uh, people just starting out, a lot of students also listening to this podcast. How did you get started in marketing?
0: Yeah, uh, it's a, I'm one of the rare stories where marketing was actually something that I've always kind of wanted to do once mm-hmm. I discovered it. Um, I took a, a marketing class in high school, um, had a great teacher, Mr. Wismer, if he's listening. Not, <laughs> um, big big fan, uh, Mr. You know, Wismer. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, he loves the podcast. Um, had a really awesome experience in, in his marketing class, and then went to school at UW-Madison in Wisconsin, um, started to take business classes. Honest, candidly hated it. <laughs> I, I was terrible at accounting. Econ was not my jam, um, and and then I was kind of disheartened because I was like, oh no, I can't get into marketing. But um, funnily enough, somebody that worked at the at the burger bar that I worked at at the time was in the School of Journalism and Mass Communication as a strategic communications major, and uh, told me about about what that all entailed. And so I applied to the School of Journalism at UW Madison and ended up double tracking in, in reporting and strategic communication, also majored in Spanish, and then um, got my first career in uh, digital PR at, at MSL Group and then went in house to a couple places for digital marketing and found myself at an agency. And now I'm here in my role at, at Q Digital.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I know it is a rarity where you're like, oh, I went to school. the also rarity because marketing studied it, and, but also rarity like, In high school, you know,
0: Uh,
1: they they didn't have marketing. I mean, you're you're younger than me, but in my day, back in my day, you know, when I I had you know newspapers for shoes. No, I'm not that old, but but it was (laughs) like hill to school. Yeah, I walked up the (laughs) hill. It was uh, was a flat. (laughs) It was a flat walk. I had it very. I had it made very easily. But now it's like marketing. That's great. You know, just kind of know at at, uh, you know at that age. You know, a lot of things that I studied in college, I'm kind of doing now as well. So I'm in that rarity sense as well but uh yeah i know it, it, it's great to hear so you know ian talk to us about you know uh what's the favorite part of your job
0: i think the the biggest part that i enjoy the most is sort of problem solving in creating this role i've been able to sort of come in from the outside identifying some areas of opportunity that was a big piece of the conversations that i had had with the team before i started here um and now that i've gotten a full look behind the curtain and under the hood, um, I've been able to continue to identify um, challenges and opportunities that, that those lead toward in terms of um, solving, put, we don't have traffic issues by any means. We have nine and a half million um, audience members across wow. all of our sites on social and on the web um but you know uh we're always looking for more as well too right um and so so trying to solve problems like when google changes its algorithm and a site sees a hit when um facebook stops allowing brands to get organic visibility or essentially makes it a requirement that everything that you publish is animated or a video of some sort um getting ahead of those or or trying to you know, mitigate those challenges when they come. Um, I'm always—I uh, don't know if you've ever taken the Strengths Finder, but um, an active—I'm an activator and an achiever, oh, and yeah, so I funny. like to get things started and I like to finish them. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so whenever something new pops up, I I love to dive right in and try and figure out the fastest way from A to B, but also the best way from from A to B. And um, that's—I mean—digital marketing excites me about. Uh, every day, it's why I like to get out of bed every morning. Is because there's always something new happening. There's always a new channel that comes out. There's always a new strategy or trend or whatever to to latch onto, and and that's you know why why I love love this role in marketing in general, and why I get out of bed every morning.
1: <laughs> no, no, no I, I love hearing that. It's uh, you know, and it's great. And, and you and I were talking about it, where you know, it's like why. I should say why or what, like it's it's, what can marketers like do better to reach the LGBTQ plus community and it's like and why do we of course pride month, but you know I I feel like it's it's do you feel like it's underutilized or or underserved uh, community for marketing.
0: yeah yeah um I mean it's it's really interesting because uh, I think a lot of people underestimate marginalized communities, like not even just thinking about the LGBTQ community, um, but I pulled some stats recently around all, like all essentially minority groups, the buying power that, that uh, marginalized groups have is, is huge. It's almost, I think between Hispanic, Asian, Black, LGBTQ plus and people with disabilities, um, they have $6.7 trillion in spending power. And that's about like I think 40% of of all of the spending power in, in the country. Um, and and from an LGBTQ plus perspective, we make up about like 7% of of the population in the latest surveys. Um, but we have over 8 or 9% of the spending power um, in in the country. And so, um, you know, I think that's that's a big opportunity and a big reason why. Companies ought to feel uh, incentivized if they, if if not just for being good human beings, right? To to make sure that they're connecting with and and engaging with us in authentic ways. Um, but I think too, yeah, outside of Pride Month, there's a major miss, missed opportunity. Um, October is LGBTQ History Month. Um, you know, not quite the celebrations and riots that happen in in Pride Month in that sense, but but a time to recognize. Sort of you know where where we've come from where we've got to go mm. and for for brands to to potentially leverage that we have tons of awareness days just like every other um marginalized community also has um and and you know it's not just june 1st through june 30th every single every single year it's it's every day that i'm here living and breathing <laughs> um that that i'm buying products that i'm i'm consuming Content that I'm shopping for, um, you know, my personal life, but also doing things in my my day to day career where, um, uh, you know, I forge stronger bonds with with brands that communicate to me in a way that makes me feel like I'm welcome there, or that that are taking um, steps big and small alike to to just sort of show me that they that they see me, that they recognize me, and people like me. Um, and I think that's that's a major opportunity that not a lot of brands, um, lean into outside of just like, like you said, June pride month, putting a rainbow logo on their social media, maybe <laughs> yeah. having some rainbow products that they sell and, and then calling it a day on, on July 1st and moving on onto the next yeah.
1: day. <laughs> July 1st, the flag like, <laughs> like disappears
0: <laughs> disappears. Uh,
1: that's, uh, that's funny. It's uh, so what, uh, what differentiates a company from, from rainbow washing to being an actual ally?
0: Yeah, I mean, um I one of one of the fav- one of the first campaigns that I think I saw for like as a as a budding queer person in the world was in I think it was 2012. I actually wrote a paper on this in college um where Oreo had this sort of iconic uh, moment on social media where they posted for it was a, toward the end of Pride a, a rainbow Oreo and it had like different color like rainbow colored cream filling or whatever to make up a rainbow. It was before gay marriage was legal. It was before um, it was before you know LGBTQ people were were commonly elected officials um, and before you know there was a lot of representation in media. Um, and, and I think that was really powerful and, and one of the first times that I saw a brand really step into, the LGBTQ space and saying like hey we see you and we recognize you um and and so like that was a pride campaign to start with but they've continued to evolve that as time learning about um the community learning about how di- diverse we are outside of just you know being being LGBT but also KYA plus and every all, all the other identities partnering with queer creators and artists partnering with um, agencies and other folks who actually live and breathe these, uh, this you know perspective and have this diverse um, experience that they can bring in and share. I think that's a a major thing that differentiates companies. Because um, on the flip side, like if you're only doing it for press, for PR, for the money, like we see through that and. We know that what you're doing, while representation matters and while, while it's great to see some rainbow products out there, that it's not as authentic as if you were to do it um, with, with a goal of engaging and, and creating a relationship and a connection with us as a community versus just doing it to do it. Um, there's a one of my favorite tweets from a few years ago is uh, somebody tweeted a picture of it was like a shampoo and conditioner and mouthwash on a shelf in like a target or something. And, and they had rainbow stickers on the labels. And they, they said, the caption was something along the lines of like, so glad I have a way to wash my gay hair and rinse my gay mouth. Now, <laughs> like, oh, like, 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 like there was what? like, there was no, there was no connection yeah. for mouthwash and shampoo to be gay. Like there was, it wasn't a gay owned company or like any there was no like give back campaign associated with it there was no partnering with with precreators creators and crazy and it's cool like sure do i want to have some rainbow stuff in my house do i own some rainbow flag things do i own this shirt that says inclusion matters that has a rainbow on it a hundred percent absolutely but you know my purchase of this shirt went part of it went to charity the things that i buy and the brands that i buy buy that kind of stuff from and others like me in the community not just me personally obviously um often geared toward the ones that are actually like doing the extra piece um that isn't just you know doing it to capitalize on on the queer community but also doing it in a way that also creates like a mutually beneficial relationship
1: yeah no i wow that's crazy it's like you're right but it's uh, yeah just uh, oh here's a rainbow just put put a sticker on it it's like what <laughs> no it but but what you said there Ian, is like there's there's you know brands that do it and there's brands for for me like Tell me and the listeners, what, what are some of those like great brands there that are you know are you know for and support and go towards different uh different organizations or nonprofits that support the LGBTQ plus community?
0: Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, I think one of the biggest industries that supports the queer community um is often the beauty, the beauty industry. There's, you know, House Labs by Lady Gaga, there's Fenty by Rihanna. Um, There's lots of other brands like that, like Curology. Um, H&M has done some really great campaigns as well. Fashion and beauty are just always at the forefront of a lot of those um, opportunities, I think, because fashion and beauty is a way that queer people express themselves and can can be um, extra visible in who they are. there's not always a safe space to do that necessarily in the world, which is a whole nother topic for a different day. Um, But I think that there's something really special about that. Um, But also at the same time, one of our, one of our clients at at Key Digital was um, just announced as a a finalist for the Shorty Awards Chevrolet. They're doing an authentic voices of pride campaign with us, which features uh, it's an interview series with, with really um, sometimes unsung heroes in the LGBTQ plus community that are, that are doing things that are making an impact on the world that people don't necessarily always know about or hear about because there's not outlets and places and people covering those stories and i think that's something that's really special about Q digital and the work that i'm able to start doing now too in my my new role here um and that the team has all, already been doing for for many years at this point mm-hmm. um and and that doesn't also mean that it stops at just like d2c brands or e-commerce brands um traditional uh businesses and saas companies can do it too i love um i love seeing reading posts from social media companies or other marketing agencies or um, sites that use gender neutral language that don't assume that people shopping for valentine's day are in a heterosexual relationship that don't assume or that have products um that aren't gendered you know like like going taking those those like little steps um again aren't necessarily like going to be so out there and like wild but people like me people in the community notice those things that they have pictures on their site that are that are representative of the diverse people under the LGBTQ umbrella that they have language that's inclusive that they don't assume um you know straight cis white like narratives on everything that they're creating and um and and there's lots of brands that do that both yeah. both more forward and and sometimes just like as a as again like being good good humans in the, in the world yeah. and, and just doing it to do it because they know that's the right thing so
1: yeah no exactly and you know and I think you and I talked about this Ian uh, before the uh, the interview here it's like you know I love that I grew up well grew up yes and I also live in New York City and you know and it's Sure, Pride Month is huge here, and it's and it's big, and I love exposing my, my my two kids to that and say, hey, kid, this is what this is about, and and showing them. But also, it's New York City is great because it doesn't stop there, and, yeah. and you know I love living in a city that you know does that, and it doesn't stop there, and it's 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 um, ever present, and, and I love that, and I love being able to teach my my two young men uh, about that. So, um, but like you said, not every city is like that but and not every company or not every uh yeah. town is like yeah. that.
0: and i mean i mean it goes to things like you know texas and florida have really bad um laws like candidly you know candidly about anti-trans bills and bathroom bills and things like that that are that are attacking the lgbtq plus community and like that's another way that doesn't have to be marketing related but companies don't have to have headquarters in those places if they don't want to. They don't have to um, do business in those places if they don't want to. And the, there's lots of companies that have signed things like the Equality Act or um, other business coalitions that that are out there that um, show not just outwardly to the public, but also to the people that are working at your company that you care about them and that they can be their authentic selves and that they can, um, you know, bring their diverse perspectives. Um, again, like. LGBTQ plus, black, Asian, Hispanic, otherwise to to the table and to feel comfortable um, in their own skin and and that they're welcome at the table and that goes a long way yeah. I think as well too. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, we have
1: you know we have our headquarters are in San Antonio, Texas, but we have uh, you know I really supportive uh, you know, organization, we're inclusive. We are, are uh, our, co-host is a uh, minority owned business. So, uh, but yes, I, I, totally, you know, understand that you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, it's all about, you know, the, the influence that you make. It's all about the people. It's all, you know, you can make a difference no matter where you are. And, you know, hopefully people do and should, exactly. uh, let, let's get back into, let's cue digital. I don't, you know, I love talking about you cause we always you talk about so many great things. Uh, Q Digital, I want to get what sets Q Digital apart from the competition.
0: Yeah, um, I think going back to some of the conversations that we've already had, I think authenticity is a major is a major piece. Um, you know, we became the number one most viewed LGBTQ site on the internet by creating content, publishing news, showcasing stories, and helping people and our clients um see the world in our you know rainbow lens and to connect them with people who um who they might not otherwise know about to bring awareness to these issues and 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 create visibility and representation that wasn't otherwise previously there Um, and aside from our daily news articles you know on behalf of our our clients that we have that advertise on our sites we create custom video and branded content and custom emails and it's by our network of LGBTQ plus employees and writers and creators for our audience of LGBTQ plus people and allies um, that, that, you know, we bring that perspective, we have those intersectional identities to come into a brainstorm to come into the conversation and say like, Hey, this idea that you have maybe isn't the best idea because it, it, it's performative or maybe we could do that. and." Build upon it in this way, um, and we're able to have those candid conversations because the people who are coming to us and partnering with us, with us, and working with us um, are clearly trying to take the steps of being as inclusive as possible. And so we have the platform and the right and the the position to sort of take take some of those stands where it may be uncomfortable otherwise for somebody who's directly you know working in those companies to to have those perspectives. Where where we have the pulse on the space, we are that. Experts in this space because we are the the audience that we're that we're reaching at the same time.
1: no i I love that and also I remember talking to you you yeah uh, a word I haven't heard before you said like uh, the benefits of content pruning. Tell us more about that. I, I kind of understand the term, but I, I I remember you know you and I talking about it, and I wanted our listeners to learn more.
0: yeah, yeah um so one of the things uh, that we started to talk about a little bit earlier were some of the channels that we that we rely on at at Q Digital. Um one of the biggest areas of opportunity that I identified in coming in here was uh on the organic search space. We do a lot with Google in terms of Google Discover, Google News, getting visibility um, as a publisher on those sort of areas of Google. And all of the content that's been created to a point has some SEO best practices in it. But you know, Q Digital and, and our brands have been around for for dozens of years at this point um, and you know early on not everybody knew everything about seo The things that were happening in the seo world have definitely evolved a lot since then like maybe it's time to thank it for for its time and and let it go um, it can be as easy as uh, or as straightforward as um, just archiving the content deleting it all together um, or for us when it comes to like a journalistic integrity perspective we don't want to get rid of all of our stories so um, we we no index some of our contents that google knows that um that we don't want it to be competing against our other content and it's led to super great results most of them um, see immediate increases in keywords rather because of the fact that you're not competing against yourself with topics that you might have forgotten that you're already covered that are competing against yourself in the search engine results pages um, and some of our clients have had success of Thirty to fifty percent increases in page one keywords, the month or two following pruning, and and I think it's like a really um, sort of under underrated art of of doing that because everyone's constantly thinking about what's next, what's new, what are we going to publish tomorrow, and 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 to keep sort of contributing to the void that is the the internet at this point, um, and not really like reflecting back on the performance of what they've done and to make sure that it's doing um achieving the goals and doing what it was originally set out to do and um and yeah it's not always just about pruning either i'll you know i'm getting a little long-winded but um, but, <laughs> no, but optimizing, people optimizing are learning content. this is yeah. learning some <laughs> great stuff here you know? optimizing the content is a content is also an opportunity if, if you see something that's ranking but not ranking well that's an it's a way for you to look back at that also from a data-driven perspective and say like okay um it does this need to be refreshed can we just add a section to this um what was this missing because it was created before my time here can we just sort of refresh it a little bit um and and so it's sort of like a multi-step exercise that you can take that that isn't just you know taking an axe to everything but also um taking a makeup brush to it too and giving it a little bit of a of a facelift at the same time
1: no no that's good because a lot of people will will write in and they'll say like this this is great because the tactics you're given actual marketing tactics this is the marketing um, stir, ladies yeah. and gentlemen so no, is, i love the marie Kondo reference if it doesn't bring you joy ian get it out of your life I love yes i do uh, i also watch the home edit come on we don't know <laughs> so uh Couple other questions I have for you. It's almost uh, well, almost that time, but I, I there's a few. Uh, well, I have to ask the, one of our staple questions in a moment. But Q Digital, I know it's only been three months, but what are some of the you know cool company goals coming up or any exciting news that you want to announce here on the Marketing Stir?
0: Yeah um well I, I shared earlier, my goal is to help us increase our baseline traffic and broaden our awareness, so thank you for being a part of that uh, and this and this point as well too. Um, we're also focusing on. Um, learning more about our audiences so thinking about you know zero and first party data collection and and trying to come back and combat you know, the, the death of the third-party cookie that mm-hmm. I'm sure you heard a lot about at AdWords oh, yeah. when you were, Yeah, when oh, you for, were for the last family, three years, you know, I know. I'm like, <laughs> what, well, enough with the cookie already. Yes, yes. And so we're trying to think about segmentation a little bit more, personalization a little bit more. Um, you know, we do a lot of, of direct ad sales for for our sites, but there's a lot of data out there that you can can leverage and use, like what um, Sarissa even has to help inform those Strategies that you're that you're that you're implementing um, in a way that is more pointed and more educated that will get you, um, in theory, um, and in pretty much every case that I've ever done, b- extremely better results. Um, and so that's that's a big thing that we're looking at from a goals perspective, um, from an exciting news perspective. Uh, we're launching our Best of Gay Cities campaign uh, in, a, in a week or so, which is the largest LGBTQ travel awards. Um, I mentioned how our Authentic Voices of Pride campaign was just short, shortlisted um, as a finalist for the shorties. Um, and we, we recently launched some really great new cover stories. One was, um, that's really timely right now, is on, on our site INTO. Um, it's about moving beyond the barrier gaze trope and reclaiming queerness in horror films. Um, so really interesting read. Lots of great um, interviews in there and and some associated video content as well. Um, and and we're doing some other stories on queer chefs and being being gay in in Atlanta, um, which is uh, you know Marjorie Taylor Greene territory. If we don't know if you have to bleep that out when we air this or not. Um, um, but but. Uh, but yeah, we're you know continuing to just evolve the content that we're creating, the the level of depth and in, in interviews that we're doing, and and it's becoming something really special and and it makes me continually excited about about being here um, as well sense. in this such a short time as well. Uh,
1: no, I love hearing that. And Ian, a couple more things. So we have a staple question here. I mean, you're you're such a nice person. I'm I'm gonna, it's gonna be hard to find some of the pet peeves in it but maybe i don't know (laughs) people think i'm nice and i have a lot of pet peeves but so linkedin it's our linkedin question you probably get reached out to all the time on linkedin what's a message that resonates with you and what is one that just you hate pet peeve like don't do
0: yeah um i mean they both sort of go hand in hand i like when somebody takes some time i have a. If you haven't been to my LinkedIn profile, uh, it's very robust. I have lots of featured content. I use all of the bells and whistles that LinkedIn offers to share work that I've done, awards that I've I've been a part of, and and you know the work that I that I've helped with my former clients and in my current role, um, and I put a lot of time and effort into that. Right, like I, I want people to 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 see me, to know what I do, and to to you know recognize me as special because I like to think that I'm a special person. <laughs> um, and, and and it reflects well when people reach out and include some of that and mention like, hey, I love I love what you did. like this is a reason why I want to connect it with you um, or or why I think that working with you would be relevant because I've actually done some re- like a minimal amount of research to see mm-hmm. what you're about and what you care about. Um, the messages that I don't like are are the desperate ones and the ones that assume things like, uh, like um, I tweeted about this the other day because I got one of these self-loathing messages where it was like oh you don't care about me you haven't opened my message and you, you must not you must not you must find me to be the like a terrible person and I'm like I get I get the tactic I get that you want me to open this and be like no no I, I I'm I'm, I'm I like yes you are you're the
1: worst person but
0: I'm, <laughs> but I'm at the same time like no, it's really annoying because like you actually clearly didn't look at my what I do or I yeah. what I care about and and what you're offering me also wasn't enticing. So it's not that I didn't see your message or yeah. or want to reply. It's that you simply have the wrong person. I'm not I'm not Ian uh the person with director in his title and growth marketing. I'm Ian a director of growth marketing who is way more complex and and it works at a queer owned company and has Mm -hmm. um has goals of of you know working with other diverse owned companies and brands and and achieving um, broader awareness and all of those things that often get missed when people reach out to me with random messages on linkedin
1: well and that's the thing it's you know linkedin there's so much information out there and your your linkedin profile there's a lot of information like you said there's content that you put out there you know, it's a, and do some research on Q Digital when you do it. So it's, it's basically, yeah, it's the research. You know, and yeah. it's like, yeah, I get that too. No, I'm a nice person. I, I'm not just trying to. I'm very busy. I have other things to do. And if it's a message that doesn't resonate, you know, yeah. Also, when people reach out to me and like, hey, you know, you know, PR agencies, I, you know, oh, hey, I'd love to get this person on the podcast. How about you say you like the podcast? Right. First? How <laughs> about you say you listen to it?
0: Right. How, about- How many other people did you send this exact same message uh, yeah, to? You? I think. I- i think that's it i think that's it it takes a lot of time obviously and effort to try and reach out and lots you know people have quotas and stuff that they have to reach so i i get it but also at the same time like i i can't respond to every every single person just to help you reach your numbers as well and i think if there's a little bit more personalization that goes into it and um, like i even said we're trying to do even more with our audience outside of just recognizing that you know queer people are queer people but that we're also have diverse interests and and things as well too that that it goes, it just yeah, it goes an extra step to, to create that relationship that you want to create that will actually allow you to get your foot in the door in a in a more effective way.
1: And and speaking of personalization and personal, so let's get to know you personally here, Ian. What are you? Are, you're not in Wisconsin anymore, are you? You're in the Chicago no, area. Yes, yes, yeah.
0: I'm in Chicago um tell us about yourself yeah 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 I'm I live in uh the neighborhood formerly known as Boys Town it's now called North Halstead it's our LGBTQ neighborhood um which to your point earlier about New York being a really special place I grew up in a town of 3,000 people so um it's always been a thing where I've, I've wanted to get out, oh, not away in the sense of like escaping per se but but to be around more people like me and to see to see um, you know, other other folks that aren't just, you know, the people that I grew up with, the 75 people in my my graduating, my <laughs> tiny graduating yeah. class. That that had marketing apparently. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah,
1: other high schools. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I live here with my 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 partner and, and my little dog. He's a not so little he's a little chunk boy he's a 20 pound chihuahua <laughs> mix um who would that normally be sitting in the yeah. yeah he would normally be sitting in the sun right here behind me but uh i was at the groomer earlier getting his uh nails trimmed i'm i love cooking um i'm i'm plant-based my go-to recipe on the weekends is a is a vegan chila chiles with tofu well, scramble. I love chiles, yeah. yeah i eat that every single day if i if i honestly could and um When I'm not in Chicago and I'm traveling, I love exploring local breweries and and getting a taste of the local the local beers wherever I'm at. So
1: that's awesome. um, Yeah, your your chihuahua's more of an AJ fan, and since he's not on. No, she found out. Like you know, what he's not gonna be on. I'm. I'm not listening to the other guy. So (laughs) I I get it. I have a a bone to pick with her. So uh, right. See what I did there? Boom. That's a little fun. Come on. We're we're having fun here. I see what you did there. I see. (laughs) This has been. This has been great, my friend. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so glad you you reached out. So glad we got to know you. So glad our listeners will get to know you. Uh, that's Ian Helms, the director of growth marketing at Q Digital. Check out Q Digital. Check out Ian Helms. This has been another episode of the Marketing Stir. I'm Vincent Petrofessa. Aj Gupta will be back. Thank you so much, and we appreciate you listening.
0: Thanks for listening to the Marketing Stir podcast by Starista. Please like, rate, and subscribe. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, please email us at themarketingstir@starista.com. And thanks for listening.